This is the Pastor Wife Life, a podcast for pastor's wives. Our hope is to bring encouragement and inspiration to your pastor wife life. Life in the ministry is one of the most fulfilling callings there is, but it's also one of the most challenging. We believe that God has uniquely gifted you to fulfill this calling. Our lives will probably not look the same. Our families and churches may be very different, but I think that we can all agree that God is good and He is faithful to gently lead us on this journey, providing everything we need to live the pastor-wife life. I'm Jackie Garner, and you're listening to episode 57 of the Pastor Wife Life. I am so excited to be with you for this episode that should have been recorded weeks ago. I'm kind of talking about my focus for the year, my word of the year for 2019, and we're already in the middle of February. But y'all, some of you know I've started watching my granddaughter Eloise. She's two and a half months old. My daughter Madison went back to work about three weeks ago. So I am driving 30 minutes one way, three days a week, sometimes four, to watch Eloise. And I am remembering what it's like now to be a mom of littles. And the nap time schedule is beautifully planned, but not always beautifully executed. So it has been a challenge getting all my stuff together um, and getting things done in general, but especially the podcast, because I really cannot record over at their house they have a really small apartment and it's, it's just, it's not working. I'm actually going to try next week to record in the bathroom, but I'm not sure if that's going to work. So anyway, I'm just making excuses on why you haven't heard from me, but here we are. I am excited about this episode of the podcast because I'm talking about my word of the year. So I don't know how many of you have chosen a word for the year. I don't know how that works for you guys, but I know for me, I do pray about a word of the year every year And this year's word of the year really surprised me. I was driving down the road, minding my own business, probably listening to a podcast or worship music because that's the only two things I do in the car. I think this was in December. It might've been in January though. And, um, I heard the word so clearly. Um, I've really been praying first of all, that the Holy Spirit's voice would be very clear to me. And so I really, there's been a few things that have really been clear. And so he is answering that prayer. And I have, heard a few things very clearly. And one of those was this word of my word of the year for 2019. Now, my word for 2019 is not one that ever entered my radar. And I would never have guessed that this would be my word of the year, but I'm going to go with it. So as I was driving down the road that day, the word that I heard was pastor. Now, before some of y'all tune me out, I want you to understand my perception of this word. So it's not a title for me. It is not, it's, it's not a position for me. It's a verb. It's a verb that means to shepherd and to care for. And as I was driving down the road that day and I heard the word pastor and I had some time to think about it and pray about it. And I knew that it really was from the Holy Spirit because you've, If you've listened to the podcast, you heard me talk about 2018 and what a year that was and how I withdrew kind of from quote unquote public life and, and, and just stayed back in my comfort zone where I couldn't be attacked or criticized or 
had to hear people's opinions about me. It was really easy to do that. That's what I did. So I was, and I was also our children's pastor, quote unquote, for the year. So I was out of the the general flow of the church and wasn't around the women of the church very often. So this word pastor for me is a big deal for this year. But like I said, it for me, it is a, it is a verb. And when I looked up the word pastor, it does mean to shepherd. And when I think of a shepherd, I think of Psalm 23, where um, the shepherd is providing and protecting and caring for his sheep and, and guiding them to the, to the best places to eat, guiding them to the best places to drink, just all those things that come along with being a shepherd. And I was reminded of Psalm 23 and Mark 6, 36, um, is it Mark 6:36? No, that's not the right word. Mark 6:30 or verse. Mark Mark 6:34. When he Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd and had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. Jesus looked at people with compassion. And in other um, verses it says that they were they were hope, hopeless, helpless because they did not have a shepherd. Now, our church has a shepherd, my husband. He is Pastor Dwayne, the pastor of the church. But you know, for women, they need women in their lives to come alongside them, to to help them. And we're, we're given that mandate in Titus to that older women, and I'm definitely part of the older women now, as much as I don't want to admit it or don't want to accept it, I am one of the older women now. And so I have a, a biblical mandate to speak into the lives of younger women. So I don't want you to get hung up on that word pastor. Fill it in with whatever word you want to put there that basically means the same thing. I know that as a woman myself, I don't always want to hear from a man. I do want to hear from another woman. And I am the pastor's wife of the church, and I want to pastor the women of my church the way that God has called me to. So I don't know how many of you love acronyms, but I love acronyms. I think it's acronym. Is that the right word? I should have looked this up. Where you take a word, and then every letter in it stands for something. Anyway, I don't know if that's an acronym. I can't remember right now. It's amazing how as soon as you hit the record button, half of your brain cells just leave. So I think it's acronym. But the word that God gave me as I've been praying through this and uh, how to pastor the women of our church is the word lavished. So I want the women of my church, as I am, quote, pastoring, unquote them, um, I want the women of my church to feel lavished. And what those letters mean to me are, I want the women in my church to feel loved. I think we can start right there. Love is so important. So many people do not feel loved. And it is it is part of who we are as Christians to express the love that we have experienced from God to express that to other people. And I want the women of my church to feel loved. I also want the church of my, the, 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 my, <laughs> the women of my church to feel accepted. That's the A in lavish. I want them to feel accepted. Our churches are made up, or at least mine is, our churches are made up of a very diverse group of women. We have women coming in from all walks of life, 
all marital statuses, all, some are moms, some aren't moms, some are older, some are younger. There, there's so many different kinds. And I want them to walk into our church and know that this is a place where they are accepted no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, they have a place where they're accepted. Because some of these women are not accepted in their their life outside of church, whether it's in their own homes, with their families, wherever it is, they're not, they don't feel accepted. And I want the women of my church to feel accepted. And I want them to feel valued. That's the V. I want the women in our church to feel like they have something to offer because every single one of them does, because that is what the word of God says about them. They do have something to offer. And I want them, I want their opinions I want them to know their opinions are valued, their feelings are valued. I want them to know that they are valued by me, by God. Another thing I want them to feel is I want them to feel included. We can accept them, but are we including them as well? Are we inviting them in to what God is doing in the church? Are we inviting them into what we are doing in the church? How are we making, how am I, I shouldn't say you, but how am I making the women in my church feel included? So many women are experienced, have experienced so much rejection in their lives and they just want a place to feel like they belong. They want to be included. And some of them don't feel worthy to be included. Bring them in, pull them in and show them that they have value, that they can be included in, in what God is doing and in what, what's happening at the church. The S stands for seen. Women want to be seen, not, not in a flashy way necessarily. I'm not talking about that, but they want to know that they're not invisible. Some of them feel invisible in their lives. And I want to make sure that the women of my church feel seen. That, hey, I noticed you today. I, I see you over there. And God sees you. God sees what you're going through. I want my women to feel that way. I also want them to feel heard. Along with being seen, I want them to feel heard. Because so many of them have been put down by others around them that they don't feel heard anymore. They feel ignored. I don't want my women to feel like that. I want them to feel heard. And I want them to feel encouraged. Every one of us needs encouragement, no matter what our love language is. And my love language is definitely not words of affirmation. But I want the women of my church to feel encouraged. I want them to feel like, yes, I can do it. I can make it with God. I, whatever they, whatever they coming in your doors with, I want them to leave encouraged. So I want my women to feel loved, accepted, valued, included, seen, heard, encouraged, so that the final letters D and so that they can be discipled. So all of those other things are a gateway to discipleship. As women feel that they are loved and accepted and valued and included and seen and heard and encouraged, that makes them ready to be discipled, to get down into the real nitty gritty of what's going on in their lives and to show them what God's word says about it and to help them experience the presence of God in their lives and to help them experience what it's like to live 
the life that we were called and created to live. That's, that's the, that's lavished. I want the women in my church to feel lavished, loved, accepted, valued, included, seen, heard, encouraged, and discipled. Imagine a church full of women that feel that way. Can you, can you just imagine that? What a glorious thing to have a group of women who are lavished and lavishing all of that on others. It would start a revolution. And so I am working through each of these things and I am kind of, I'm working on a greater definition of what these things mean. And, and then I want to practically put these things into action. So how do we do that? We have to be intentional. We absolutely have to be intentional. Who, who, who am I going to call or I'm going to text this week? Who am I going to reach out to and connect with? Because if I'm not doing that, I can't, they can't feel those things from me unless I'm connecting with them. I try on Sunday mornings when I get there to walk the sanctuary. We have people that are out in the foyer talking and we have people sitting in the sanctuary. And it's usually those people sitting in the sanctuary that don't know very many other people. Or maybe they're just like me and they're introverted and they, they're hoping nobody's going to talk to them. But um, I kind of focus on the people inside the sanctuary because a lot of times it's the newer people who come. They don't know anybody. So they sit down in the sanctuary. They just sit in their seats. So I try to go around and speak to uh, not just women, of course, I'm, but I do target the women. I am go- I try to go around and, and talk to everybody in the sanctuary. There's one guy in our church and of course I am talking about women, but this was just a specific example I thought of. But some, I, I don't know his name. Honestly, I still don't know his name. It's embarrassing. Um, and now it's been so, so long, I don't, I'm too embarrassed to ask him what his name is. So I should challenge myself to find out his name. I'm not going to ask him though. I'll find out from somebody else. So I would go past this guy and I didn't realize I was doing this until he told my husband. But I would just like touch him on the shoulder as I walked by and as a greeting, you know. That has made a huge impact on him. Something that simple. I didn't even always make eye contact with him. I just touched him on the shoulder as I would walk by. Those kind of things make such an impact on the people of our church. And it lets people know that they are seen. So that is one of the things I do. I walk around the sanctuary and I try to talk to everybody. Um, and I try not to talk to the same people every week, although it tends to be the same people every week sitting in the sanctuary. So I tried to do that before service. Um, and I try to work my way in between services as the foyer is hustling and bustling with people arriving and leaving. I try to work my way through there and just hi, everybody, (laughs) just to say hi. Um, I have to be really intentional though, because honestly, what I really want to do between services is go get uh, water or, okay, let's be honest. I really just want to get a Diet Coke and go sit somewhere quietly and drink that Diet Coke or water or whatever and have a snack and not talk to anybody. But I'm having to be really deliberate, really intentional about going through the foyer and speaking to people. So we have to be intentional. Like I said, calling, texting, uh, emailing for those people who still email, um, or this is even better though, write a simple note. It doesn't have to be long and it doesn't have to be in depth. 
I had a lady from church come up to me and she said, my mom showed me the note that you sent her. It made such a big deal to her. It made uh, that receiving that note was such a big deal. It was really simple. I mean, I didn't say anything super profound in it. And the best part of the whole thing was, as I had no idea that the lady was the daughter of the lady that I wrote the note to until she said that. And then I couldn't believe I never noticed because they look exactly alike. Have you ever done that? So anyway, but she was so impacted by the note I sent that she showed it to her daughter. And then her daughter came and told me about it. It was just a simple note. It took seconds to write. Took a few minutes to find her address. Longer to find a stamp and get it mailed. But I did it. And I try to keep notes and stamps on hand for those. If somebody comes into my mind, I'll write them a note. The best way you can do that, but I've failed extremely miserably on that, is to just go by birthdays and then as their birthday comes up, you write them a happy birthday note, but you know, you add some other personal stuff in there as well. And that way they're remembered on their birthday. And it's not like you're not thinking, okay, did I already write them? Because if you go by birthdays, that's only going to come once a year. So anyway, that's a great way to do it if you can. And then I actually take a picture of it and I put it in Evernote so that I do not repeat myself the next time I write them a note. So plus it helps me to remember who I've written a note to. Then there's also the who can you visit? Now, this is not my favorite part. I'll be honest. Um, And I don't know that it's a lot of people's favorite part to receive a visitor. But the older people in our church absolutely love to be visited. So I have tried to be more intentional about visiting or inviting people over to our house. But these are all ways that we can make people feel lavished. So I am I am kind of writing out of my planner every week. I have those questions. Who am I going to text or call? Who am I going to write? Who can I visit? I have those written in my planner and I answer those questions. And I don't do all of those things every week. In some weeks, I do none of them. But it's always there to remind me to be intentional. And at the same time you're being intentional, I want to encourage you to be spontaneous. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide your steps and open up your eyes when you're at church, when you're out in your community. And, and of course, we're, we're called to pastor more than just the women in our church. We can love on people in the community. We can love on people in communities we don't even live in because I live, like I said, I live in a small town in the middle of nowhere. And so I have to drive a long ways to go to, you know, Target and Walmart and wherever, Ross, all the places I go, home goods. And so, um, okay, and let's not forget Hobby Lobby, Michaels and Joann's. But we can love on those people. When you're, when you're um, open to the Holy Spirit and listening for him to guide you, you know, and again, it's probably, you're probably not going to lead somebody to Jesus there at the line in, in, in um, Walmart, but you can lavish them in one way or another just by speaking an encouraging word. Act on those nudges. When you're driving down the road and you think of somebody, use Siri, well, if you have an iPhone, use Siri and dictate a really quick text to them while you're thinking about it. Because if you're like me, you'll forget in two seconds. So I will, if I think, if the Holy Spirit brings somebody to my mind, if I should say, if I kind of just suddenly think about somebody out of nowhere, I take that as that's the Holy Spirit and I reach out to that person and just check in on them. Act on those nudges. Listen for the Holy Spirit's guide as as you um, are just 
doing your regular days. That's a great way to lavish people. And then finally, I want to encourage you to do a study on the one another's, that's in quotes, the one another's of the Bible. Now, I have been looking, I've been going through those, those scriptures that talk about ways to treat one another. It's in the full, the New Testament is full of, of that phrase, one another. And I have already done the work for you. If you want to dig a little bit deeper, I've created a printable, which you can find at thepastorwifelife.com slash 057. I'll put it in the show notes. You can find a printable that will guide you through each of the New Testament, one another verses, and you can write down what it says and how you are going to respond to that particular action that it's asking you to take. So I hope you'll check that out. Um, it was really fun to put together. And if you like what I did there, if you like that, let me know because I will create more because I absolutely love to do that. So I'd love to hear from you about that. And I would love for you to comment on the, on the Facebook group, in the Facebook group about ways that you practical things that you have done to let people know that they are loved, accepted, valued, included, seen, heard, encouraged, and discipled. How, how have you made people feel that way? I'd love, absolutely love to hear from you. So leave a, leave a comment in the show notes. Again, that's the pastorwifelife.com slash 057, or leave a comment in the Facebook group. If you are not a part of the Facebook group, I want to encourage you to join. It is growing and growing and growing. And but yet it's at the same time, it's not so huge that you will not, you won't get lost in the shuffle. So I want to encourage you to join the Facebook group. It's called the Pastor Wife Life, and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well. Also, I would love to invite you to be a guest on the podcast if you're interested in that. Also, link in the show notes where you can find out how to do that. And another way you can be a part of this is to write a guest post for the blog. Again, that link is in the show notes. So check out the pastorwifelife.com slash 057 for all of those things that I talked about, including the, the mini Bible study printable that you'll find in there so that you can dive into what God says about how we are to treat one another. So I hope this was encouraging to you. I know it's been encouraging to me just listening to myself talk about it. <laughs> That's how this works. A lot of times I encourage myself. So um, I want to, I want you to take some time this week and, and ask yourself, ask the Holy Spirit, ask yourself, whoever, both of you guys ask, who are you going to text or call this week? Who are you going to write a simple note to, or who can you visit? And again, you don't have to do all those things in the same week, but the Holy Spirit will, he's so good, he will He will show you and he'll reveal to you some names that might surprise you actually, but act on it. Act on those nudges when the Holy Spirit is, is showing you somebody that you can connect with. So let me pray for you before we go. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, that you have lavished so much on us. All of the blessings we received from you, God, we just thank you for those. And God, I thank you that you've put us in a position that we can lavish others. So God, I thank you that you will give us practical ways to pastor the women in our church, to shepherd the women of our church, to just love and connect with the women in our church. God, I thank you that we have the privilege to, to connect in a way that a lot of people don't get. But God, I thank you that we will take advantage of that and reach out to the women in our lives. These women who need us desperately, who need you desperately. And God, I thank you that we can point them to you. 
and that there would be not just a connection between us and them, but God, a connection between them and you. God, I thank you that we have the opportunity to do that for the women in our churches and in our communities. God, I thank you for each pastor's wife that's listening, each ministry wife, each person that's hearing this today. God, I thank you that you are you are cheering them on and you are encouraging them and you are lavishing them with your love and your grace and your mercy. And I thank you that you are doing great things in us, in our families, in our churches, and in our communities. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed that. I really, really, really want to hear from you, your ideas on how you can lavish the women in your church and community. So be sure and send me a comment or an email, and I will be back with you next time right here on The Pastor Wife Life. Mm -hmm.